0: Hello there, I'm George Hall, and welcome back to the Good Growth Podcast. Now, whilst the countdown to GA4 hasn't been quite as magical as the countdown to Christmas, or as entertaining as the countdown on transfer deadline day, it has nevertheless been full of twists, turns, dramatic announcements, and people wondering simply, what's next? The start of March means that Google has begun automatically migrating users over to GA4. Sound helpful? Yes, no, maybe? Well, luckily I'm joined today by David Watkins, Good Growth's Head of Experimentation and Research, and Mike Duke, Good Growth's Chief Product Officer. Gents, how are we?
1: Very good, thank you. I'm um, glad to be back on, talking about uh, our favourite subject on what, which number podcast is this for GA4 now?
0: I think we're, we're, we're pushing four or five, aren't we? Um, it feels a little bit like Macbeth, doesn't it? And when shall we three meet again? Yes. And the answer is quite often when when something happens with Google or GA4. So we're here today to talk you know, top three things that you need to know about GA4 right now. Um, so much has changed, hasn't it, since we first sat down those many months ago. Uh, David, would you mind setting the scene in, in terms of, I guess, where your head's at with things, where, where Google's head is at? Um, what's the latest lay of the land for GA4?
2: Yeah, so GA4 was originally launched as the next generation of Google's analytics platform. Um, focusing very much on user level reporting, how we track the user, how we report the user. Um, It was the the migration of of universal analytics into this next generation of reporting, with a whole suite of new reporting, reporting methods to pull data out of a website, and also align uh, reporting across uh, website app and server side devices. Um, to give a single view of traffic and actually, and how people engage with the site in a way that is then reproducible across uh, across multiple platforms, it has slowly slowly migrated um, and got to got to where we are now. Um, and Google have also announced a series of changes within the Google Suite um, to align with uh, GA4 as it as it currently stands.
0: Perfect. Well, look. I mean, I'm I'm lucky in that I get a, a bit of advance notice as to what you guys have got up your sleeves. And as I mentioned before, you've you've between you, you've got three top things that users need to know about GA4 right now. Look, it's it's the start of March. To some, that's the start of spring. You know, birds are tweeting, um, baby lambs are being born, and to others, uh, I guess the more analytically minded among us, it's the start of Google automatically migrating users over to GA4. What are we thinking about that? Good migration, bad migration, somewhere in between? Um, I guess at face value, you know, brilliant, Google's doing this for me. But is it all that it seems?
2: The, the simple answer to that is it's, it's going to be a challenge. So through March, Google are going to be automatically migrating any universal analytics property that does not have an associated GA4 property. That will be done through the built-in wizard and will not require the site to be re-tagged. Now, the one challenge with that is that that means that Google Analytics 4 is gonna be using the same tracking as Universal Analytics for its initial reporting. Universal Analytics was always set up to track at a page view level and track the pages engagement of the user per page with then events, et cetera, Uh, supplemented to that to increase the reporting ga4 tracks at an event level and tracks everything at an event level so you just trigger a series of events depending as to what you do as you move through the site obviously those are two different reporting um scopes in terms of how the two platforms work but what effectively google are doing is setting up ga4 with tracking that it was never really intended to be used for. And it's basically because not many people have migrated to GA4, so they're kind of forcing you to do it and getting you kind of into the place so that when Universal Analytics shuts off, you're at least covered. The challenge is is that if if your Universal Analytics reporting does not migrate perfectly to GA4, you potentially could lose some tracking and potentially not be 100% sure what is actually being tracked because you haven't set up the tracking yourself. So by setting up the tracking yourself, you can be sure that, okay, this is what I want. This is this goal. This is this event. And here's how it reports into GA4. So there's a challenge there in making sure that you are actually reporting what you think you're reporting if you don't set it up yourself.
0: And it's not really a, a collaborative migration, is it? It's not a case of, of Google doing some handholding and saying, this is what you need to do go off and be free this is google doing it themselves in the background for you without that kind of notice or, or explanation
2: yeah so by the end of march you will be migrated universal analytics won't stop at that point you will just have a ga4 property will appear universal analytics will track until july at which point you will then be entirely dependent on this ga4 property that gets set up
0: and then Mike, keen to, keen to hand over to you and get your views. Are you of the same opinion that this isn't the, the silver bullet, the perfect antidote for users?
1: No, absolutely not. It it seems too good to be true, which means it probably is. There's a few takeaways that you know I take I take from this. The first is I'd love to know the adoption rates of GA4. It's it's March. This platform is being rolled out really from the first of July. That's when Universal Analytics will shut down essentially. This is strange behavior for a platform that should be widely widely adopted. Obviously, it's not being widely adopted. There's something interesting in that, that organizations are not taking the plunge and moving into GA4. And we'll get to how that's manifesting in how Google is starting to shift this platform and change the way it works. So that's just that's just interesting. It's, it's interesting to see that happening. The problem with these automated migrations is they seem, they seem to work, they seem to be too like I said, too good to be true the challenge is if you're not retagging your website with the ga4 snippet and then you're not setting up your own event tracking you lose the ability to understand what you're reporting so you're reporting something and google tracks something and it says it's this so it's capturing your event categories actions labels and repopulating those about ev- actions with uh, events with parameters but you don't quite know how it's doing that also because you're not managing the tagging specification implementation what happens if google changes the way it its tag operates and it did this before when it moved from classic into universal you had to remove the classic tag and put the universal tag on and there was this this middle phase where you had a, a classic tag that worked in universal but that they eventually got rid of that so you may have 12, 18, 24 months, but eventually you'll have to migrate your tagging as well, not just your reporting implementation. It's a bit of a stop cap solution to a problem that I don't think yet has been resolved.
0: Perfect, so that's your, that's your first one of the top three things you need to know, which is that this automatic migration really, I guess, isn't necessarily to be trusted. It's not the, the perfect antidote that it might appear to be. Keen to get your, your second point. Um, David, you were on the podcast a few weeks ago with, with Zoe Hitchens to talk about Google Optimize. I understand you're, you're keen to take a look actually at, at the the impacts of GA4 and how they're far more reaching than we first thought them to be.
2: So Google have obviously announced that they're going to be sunsetting uh, Google Optimize from September. So in September, Google Optimize, it will cease to process process data. You won't be able to run testing within it that kind of misses the point as to when the deadline is. Currently, Google Optimize reports into Universal Analytics. Universal Analytics is ceasing to process data for anyone on a free account from July. So that means that from July, Google Optimize won't be able to report data into Universal Analytics, because it won't, it won't be there if you're a free user. Therefore, you would have to migrate Google Optimize reporting into GA4, but Google Optimize then sunsets in September. So you'd have to do that for the sake of three months. No business is going to do that. It's not worth the time for the the gain you get from being able to continue to run testing Google Optimize for three months. Therefore, the Google Optimize sunset is not September. It's when UA sunsets in July. That, That is the point at which you will fundamentally have to start thinking about your testing solution at the same time so they've made it sound like the sunset period will be in september in reality it's when it's when ua goes to free users in july
0: so the impact of ga4 actually goes far beyond where we initially thought it would um mike do you share that view yes
1: absolutely they've they've moved the goalposts to a different pitch um and they've changed the sport they're playing so this this is going to create a lot of just operational challenges. Um, and it, it, there, we're in a number of conversations at the moment with organizations about this. How do you thread your way through the next six months? So I'm a medium-sized e-commerce retailer, for example. i have now being told that I have to migrate my analytics platform to an entirely different implementation and structure for reporting. So I, I need to manage the, the strategic and analytical component to that. I need to manage the technical component with the tagging through something like tag manager i then need to rebuild all of my dashboards because they won't work because they're now in ga4 as opposed to universal analytics if i'm using something like power bi or tableau if if i'm an analytically ambitious organization even though maybe a small one in this example okay the ga4 api into those platforms doesn't work it doesn't work it's not available so they don't integrate into it um, I can use Google's Looker Studio, but I have to rebuild all my dash. So I've, I have all the analytical problems. Now I have to choose a new testing platform. And really, what I'm now being told is I have to do this by June. Because testing platforms have their own analytical implementations, I have to get it through um, compliance penetration testing, I have to get it on my website, I have to get it onboarded, I have to you know, train my team. So the amount I now have to do has doubled, and the time I have has halved.
0: So, to uh, to add to your earlier sporting analogy, we are quite literally in squeaky bum time, aren't we? This is a uh, high time for businesses to to
1: get this right. And it's it's all well and good if you have a team of uh, developers and analysts who are sat on their hands, but no one does. And and we're approaching this in very strong economic headwinds, where most a lot of organisations and retailers are worried about just making it to next week. They're not, hence why the adoption rate for GA4 has been so low. They just, they have other things to worry about. We, we could see a situation come, you know, July, August, where organizations just don't have data. They just haven't managed the migration, haven't finished that GA4 migration. And they're relying on, you know, back-end reporting systems.
0: I guess the image that it, it sort of conjures up in my head, this, this migration cutoff, is a bit of a sort of a cartoon cliff drop, really. What does it look like in, in in practice, in in real life, in terms of if a business doesn't migrate by the end date, what what happens? What are the ramifications for them?
1: It basically looks like you're going to lose your visibility over your effectiveness. You you may know you'll know revenue, margin, profitability. You may have some traffic data from your back end. Um, bigger organisations use Google Analytics less for this sort of activity, so they're going to be slightly more insulated. Also, a lot of them will be on the 360 suite, so they have until 2024. It's smaller organisations who are going to be most heavily impacted by this because they use Google Analytics heavily to report and understand effectiveness in the online channel. What happens when they lose their data, or suddenly their data tells a completely different story? Their conversion rate is doubled for no obvious reason, or there, or it's dis- or it's halved, and we don't know why. How do they thread their way through that challenge? How do marketeers respond? I mean, an enormous amount of marketing activity goes through the Google platform. If I lose Google Analytics, I mean, marketeers use Google Analytics to understand performance of their activity. It's a a marketing analytics platform, really. What happens when they lose all of their data? How do you calculate return on ad spend metrics? How do you know which campaigns you should invest in? You end up having to use Google Ads reporting, but Google Ads gets its conversion reporting from Google Analytics. So how do you report conversions and ROI for your ads when you don't have the data that you need to do that?
0: I mean, this all seems to be a process that's leaving, you know, particularly small businesses with far more questions than answers.
1: Absolutely. And Google
0: don't particularly seem to be too forthcoming with
1: those answers, do they? Absolutely. I mean it's it's good news for other advertising platforms. It's been good news for Facebook, because they it doesn't impact them. They have their own reporting. It's not what organisations need considering the, you know, the macroeconomic climate we're trading in. This is the last thing they should be worrying about.
0: Well, so there we have the, the second of the top three things you need to know about GA4 right now, which is its impacts on other tools, particularly Google Optimize, and how it's going to affect testing platforms. Keen to hear your third and final major point to know. Now, I've heard you both discuss GA4 and how you don't really see it as GA4 anymore. Um, David, I- intrigued, what, what does that mean?
2: GA4 was initially launched as this new analytics that is going to track user-level reporting. Over time, the session-level metrics are starting to crop up again. So as in one of our previous podcasts, we've mentioned how bounce rate is now back. Um, there are a series of other um, metrics, session duration, et cetera, that are now starting to crop back up into into um, Google Analytics 4. And effectively, GA4 is now GA3.5. where We've got the next generation of analytics with a new reporting suite and a new way of extracting data and visualizing the data that is now starting to resemble more and more what UA was doing anyway. Um, In addition to that, there are some other areas that um, Mike and I think might reappear, things like session level segmentation and session level sequential segmentation in particular that could potentially crop back up. If those kinds of things start coming back, then we are getting very close to what UA was. Whilst it's next gen, it's becoming more and more something that is what UA was, and the changes haven't finished yet. So Google Google have given anyone on 360 an extra year, so they've got until 2024 before their paid users have to migrate. That's a lot of time for Google to make possible changes
1: before they bring over their, their, paid, their paid users. The yardstick, as far as I see it, is when segmentation returns to the API. Are you you confident that's going to happen? Is that what you see playing out? Yes, in short. Um, So we make heavy use of the Google Analytics reporting API um, through tools like Looker, Studio, um, Supermetrics, et cetera. Um, At the moment, you can't pull segmentation through that API. So you can't call different segments and use it to report your performance it is a small technical consideration has big analytical implementations it becomes harder to report the conversion rate of users who land on your homepage from organic search and compare it to users who land on your product page through paid search you can do that very easily through the api in universal you can't do it in ga4 when that returns and that functionality will return the the rollback in terms of practical applications of ga4 is essentially complete and you can then it's just universal analytics with a new skin suit that will be the big podcast where we get to say, I told you so. It will happen. Um, and I hope that happens. Otherwise, I'm going to have a lot of egg on my face.
0: But it feels like uh, backtracks of sort of Liz Trust and Quasi Quarteng-style proportions, doesn't it, from Google. These are big decisions that they're going back on and working their way back through. So those are your top three things to know. We'll come back to those at the end just to review. But I'm keen to get your opinions on timings. I mean, I guess if I'm a CMO, if I'm a marketer, if I'm a, an analyst, a developer, particularly in a small to medium-sized business, there's a real temptation here to just bury my head in the sand and think, "Do you know what, Google will deal with it, something will happen, this won't be the awful scenario that I think it might be. What are, you, what are your thoughts there? Is it, is it too late to do something about
1: it? We're not there yet. We're not, we're not really there until, you know, the last days of June before the forced rollout from the 1st of July. So there is still time, but that, that window is closing, and now you have the complexity of Google Optimize sunsetting. And it's, it's where we're, we're working with businesses to support this and to support this very quickly. So how do we go from universal analytics into a GA4 implementation with new dashboards, with a new measurement framework and fully onboarded? How do we do it in six weeks, six to eight weeks? We have an approach that, that we've already utilized this on our own website. We spun up GA4 fully implemented in a week, for example. And it is a challenge of the operating model. You need the right capability, culture, and capacity to get this right. And this is where we're doing a lot of our a lot of our work at the moment is on closing these gaps in the operating model to get businesses to where they need to be from July. So from July, they can transition into a GA4 reporting with almost no impact and very quickly, or in advance of that, have a testing platform that is in place, ready to ready to go essentially from July, August.
0: So it sounds like there's a there's a, a big aspect of education and empowerment in terms of helping businesses get those organizational capabilities right.
1: Exactly. I mean you just take the bounce rate example. Bounce rate's now back. So there's an education and develop not so much education, there's a onboarding challenge around engaged sessions, but an engaged session is defined differently to a bounce in universal. So these these changes in How metrics are reported will impact how businesses understand their performance. This is why the automated migration is problematic, because it will continue to report your conversion rate. We've seen conversion rate of an e-commerce retailer go from 2% to 7%, just because of the way these metrics are calculated. And an automatic migration is not going to solve that problem, because it it just gives you the answer. It doesn't give you the understanding of what it's doing for that answer to mean anything. Well, it loops back
0: around quite nicely to to reviewing your top three things to know about GA4 right now. This has been a long slog, hasn't it? I mean, I think it was a year ago we had our first podcast on GA4. It's been something that we've been talking about for for such a long time now. So number one was that this auto migration from Google probably isn't to be trusted. It's not the be-all and end-all. It's not the silver bullet that users would like it to be.
1: Or taken with a very large pinch of salt. Pillars of salt.
0: Um, And number two is that that GA4 has impacts far beyond just itself and analytics. I mean, it has a a knock-on effect to Google Optimize and testing platforms, which must be considered for businesses who are testing. And then finally, that third point that the GA4 really isn't what it once was. You know, it's still important. It's still a big behemothic issue for businesses to deal with but it's almost GA 3.5 now. There's been so many iterations and changes. We we sat down, I think it was May last year, and and sort of spoke about what you need to know about GA 4, and we were on top of it then, we're still on top of it now, but it almost feels like we're speaking about something different. There's been so many backtracks and so many things added back in and, and changed. David, Mike, keen to get your your sort of closing thoughts. My my gut instinct tells me this won't be the last time that I have you on the podcast to speak GA4. Um, But but in terms of what we've spoken about today, any closing remarks?
2: Um, I would just say that it's not too late to get GA4 right.
1: The sooner you act, the better the outcome will be. And and I would add to that, the organisations and businesses that will succeed in terms of their data and the migration will be those that approach it strategically so you don't need to just barrel into it getting ga4 on and and having it all set up the first step to getting this right is to think about what are we going to measure and how so what's the measurement framework and the the specification we need to meet take a week to do that and then worry about getting it implemented and that will differentiate organisations that are successful from those that fail in the next sort of three to six months with regard to the Google Suite.
0: Perfect. Well, as always, we may have left you with answers. We may have left you with questions or a bit of both. Either way, it would be great to hear from you on your GA4 challenges and hurdles. We are Good Growth, the e-commerce consultants who turn digital failure into commercial success. You can email us at inquiries at goodgrowth.co.uk or have a look at our website which is goodgrowth.co.uk. You've been listening to the Good Growth Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. And David, Mike, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Thank Thank you.